0: The stunts you're about to hear are done by trained professionals. Do not try them at home. Go to a neighbor's house instead. Episode 23 of Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. And speaking of ignorance, what the heck was that at the start of the podcast? There was some girl yabbering at me in some crazy made-up language. That was not a made-up language. What? That was Finnish, ironically enough, for the beginning of the podcast, it was <laughs> Finnish. <laughs> that was Finnish, and that was that, that was Urja Kreta, the real girl from Finland. The only real girl they have? The only real girl that who listens to the podcast, possibly. Yay. She says, here I am sending you a recording of what you can only blindly trust to say <laughs> Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough no know better. Of course that's what it says. Why would I lie? Why? Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Thank you very much for bringing those swear words to our podcast. You see? It, it, hey, was, that vague, a, was that vaguely Finnish? Was I going for a Finnish accent? Thank you for bringing the thing to our Swedish podcast. Swedish podcast. That's, bo- that's Swedish. That's, that's faux Swedish. Finnish. Ah, oh, drat. I know that, but they're close to each other. They must be the same. I don't know Like, we're very similar to New Zealand and Papua New Guinea. We're exactly the same place. And in Indonesia. There's no difference between Indonesia and Australia. That's a big call to me <laughs> so episode 23.0 we're here <gasps> dun, dun, dun. it's very exciting it's just not, not really, really. It, it feels like a filler episode oh there are big episodes like there are <laughs> like 24s coming up oh, uh, uh, 24 uh, uh, means all sorts of things. Uh, divisible does. by Two, three, yeah. four, six, six, twelve, eight. 3, 6, 12, 8. Yes, 8. That's why, that's why they did it, yeah. by the way. That's why that numbers. that's why we have time is based on base 60, why degrees are based on, on 60 as well, because most has the most numbers divisible into it. So the mm. Babylonians went, hmm, we'll pick 60, because that's divisible by the most numbers, and, yeah. and it makes perfect sense. I reckon, I reckon that we would have been a much more progressive culture if mm. in our counting system was base 12 too. Why is that? Because more divisions. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's well. That's why they did the base sixty thing. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Because yeah. 10, 10 has weird remainders all the time. Two point five. I know. Right? You divide ten by four, it's two point five. One, point one two five. Yeah, yeah. It's two all three eighths yeah, It's all a bit crazy. But that's well. Well, we forgive our Babylonian ancestors oh, and yeah. other metric metric. What's up with metric? Actually, I really like metric because times times by ten is always very easy compared to imperial fleet stones or oh or, look, or, or, you know you it's know. it's oh. leaps and bounds. A, 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 Ahead of uh, Imperial or whatever it's called, yeah, Imperial. Yeah, imperial yes, that's right. Yeah. Empire, empire. Funny, funny that the Americans kept the Imperial oh, form of counting. So you he, know who I love? Who's that? Our guest this month. Oh, who's our guest this month? Well, let's have a listen. That's it. Yes, journalists are destroying sites. All right, thank you. <laughs> It's Stuart Light. He's got the voice of a chocolate thunder god. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's like, oh. You just keep talking, Stu. Oh, yeah. I just lick the words right off your mouth. He yeah. hit me with his mighty hammer. But Stu, you might remember from a long, long, long time ago, he came on and talked about the way the worlds will end, or the many ways it might happen. And he's back, and he's talking about science journalism. So, what have you been up to science wise? I <laughs> built a linear accelerator. What? I built a linear accelerator. Well, like- I can accelerate something in a linear fashion. Like CERN? Like, well, no, they do it in a circle. Oh, okay. So, not, I'm not that good. <laughs> like, but, no, no, but using a very CERN esque technology of magnets! <laughs> more magnets. <laughs> I created a device which can actually launch a ball at a uh, pretty rapid rate towards an enemy and destroy them utterly. Right. And so now, ladies and gentlemen... a railgun. Uh, it's a railgun. It's a Gaussian railgun. I've created a, a Gaussian railgun. And so now, basically, Australia, you are at my... And the world, in fact. You are at my beck and call. And I demand things because I can scale this up. This technology can knock over a cup. I can knock over a glass. Now, imagine... A railgun big enough to knock down the glass as big as the, the Eiffel Tower. I can do that. It's You'll deliver enough. $100 million. I can build it now. As I, yes, a linear accelerator. It uses neodymium magnets and little ball bearings, and it launches a ball bearing out the other end. It's awesome. That's what I do for, for fun. Yeah. Now, those magnets, there are you, all these warnings saying, don't put your penis between two of yes, them. Yes, that's a specific they? example. And, and they're really hard. When you slam them together, they're, they're rare earth magnets, and they're really, really hard to pull apart once you get them together. They're like, no, we love you! And they, you try and you have to like really pry them apart. Oh, it's wow. really, really hard. They're lovely. No, you shouldn't eat them. I said they're wondering if I swallowed one and then put another one next to my skin, would it be like kick like a baby? Oh, right. Yeah, or, well, just, that- or just tear through my, my soft, soft teeth. Two drinks. magnets are the worst thing a kid can eat. Really? Yeah, because, oh. I mean, there are all sorts of things that kids eat. Yeah, no, that's true. But very bad thing is two magnets, because if the two magnets are passing each other in the lower intestine mm-hmm. then and they click together, then it's never coming out. There are all these muscles that sort of move stuff down the bowel. Yes. So if one magnet's in there... All the muscles will move it down the bowel, but two magnets will will click. Yes, it's like two magnets passing each other, not oh, in the same bowel. Right. Like, yes. Yes. Gotcha. I understand. So, that. so that there's a, of, there's a bit of material between of skin between yes. them. Yeah. It goes click, and, and it's not coming out. No, that's it. You, you're done. Yeah. You've you helped up. it. Yes. So Throw dry. them out. Get so don't kid. kids don't eat near magnets. That no, only one at a time. Only one at a time. <laughs> In the last podcast we had a talk with Mr David Harris and we're talking about the Higgs boson yes and, and we discussed and that's excellent <laughs> 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 Right, that's the Higgs boson, sorry. And the we discussed it, and he was great, and he told us all about it. That was in episode 22, so 22.0. But there's now there's been this talk, because there's you know, more evidence is being found or not being found, and people keep talking about it. And it's, we keep calling it the Higgs boson, the Higgs boson. People yep. are going, well, nah, but other people were involved. And and, uh, and so there's kind of a, com- a big argument about whether or not we should call it something else. So the, the big name at the moment they're looking at is the uh, the B-E-H boson, BEH boson, which would stand... And for Brout, Englert, and Higgs. So Robert Brout, Francois Francois Englert, and, and of course Peter Higgs. And they're like, yeah, yeah. So the, the B-E-H be the beh, beh person. Beh, beh but then tell went, But so, well, hang <laughs> on, okay. And but then, then someone He's else. It's the Yahweh particle. But that's okay. There's the three. But this, it was, wasn't three technically. At the same time, those three guys were sending information in. There was another papers coming in as well from Dick Hagen, Gerald Gerulnick, and Tom Kibble, who wrote uh, a different paper in 1964. So technically, it would be the B E H H G K boson. It's a big. Group. The big be- <laughs> K- K- surely they be- can reorganize be- their names K- into something else There's only one bit. vowel there's only one e Eng- Englert has one e so it's b e h h g K. K. So that's what, And unfortunately, the, the people are saying, well, when if, if it is discovered to be true, if it is discovered to be true, mm. then there is this precedent of calling it the Higgs. Everyone's been calling it the Higgs. And there is something, you know, like, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law. So there's one argument, we all know it is the Higgs, mm. therefore it's the Higgs. Yep. That's just the way it is. That's how names guy. work. That's like the Hoover. You have a vacuum cleaner, but if you're old like me, you probably call it a Hoover, even though that's a brand name. But do you, you call your vacuum a Hoover? I do, actually, yeah. I Hoover, mm. I Hoover the carpet. I yeah. got a brand new vacuum cleaner. Is it, is it a Higgs? No, no, no! Oh. It's a it's a Dyson, but <gasps> it's a sphere. But it looks like a handgun. <laughs> like it comes. It's modular, and so the the device is looks a little bit like a nail gun that you hold in your hand, and then you attach the pipe to the front and the the foot on the bottom, and it's it doesn't plug in. Like it's battery powered. Oh, so you okay. unplug it, and you just keep vacuuming. You never have to stop unplug, put it back in. You don't have that friggin' cable that w- always wizards itself back into the thing sounds, even though you haven't pressed the button. Sounds exciting. Uh, uh, it's like living in the future. With name precedents, Going back to name precedents, uh, I can give one that's really interesting that, that got me... Mm. They found this dwarf planet, you know, the whole Plutoid, not yes. being a planet, blah, blah, blah. But It's not it's Pluto, that's why. Yeah, that's right. The other dwarf planets, you've got like Mackie Mackie and you have Sednos out there, all these different weird little planets, planetoids, dwarf planets, which are almost being Pluto. Some of them are not as... What? Orc. Mork from Orc. Yeah. Uh, that's very good. There's not one called Orc, but there's one out there called Eros. Named after oh, the, yeah. the god of love, but originally when it was first discovered, it was called Xena. People said we discovered Xena, X E N A yes, from the TV show. The, the tenth planet, a- type the, and, the, thing and it was one time. of those dwarf. One of the many. There are many dwarf planets yeah. out there, sort of Kuiper belt objects, sort of mm-hmm. way out. And they said oh, we're going to call it Xena. And then they discovered Xena had a moon around it, and they called that. Gabrielle uh, Gabrielle I went it's Zena and Gabrielle hey! and, and all the nerds were went yeah Zena and Gabrielle and everyone went don't get too excited we've called it Zena and Gabrielle people have discovered it but we don't get to pick the name supposedly mm-hmm. we do but we have to keep to this kind of we should probably keep to the, the naming precedence and so when it finally came out they went oh, we'll keep to the naming precedence and we called it Eros and I can't remember the, the, the moon was called but the moon was also given a god or whoever hung out with us mm-hmm. it made me sad but it, it's just a show just because Peter Higgs is known to mean the Higgs boson. That's yeah. it, it might not be connected to him in the end. It might be the B E H or the B E H H G K boson. But ah. <sighs> well, we don't have to change the name of Chad though, right? No, no, we discovered Chad. Yeah. We named it. Chad is ours. Yep. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. to the interview part. We've got a very exciting interviewee. He knows what to expect. <laughs> He's been here before. He's back for more punishment. And the psychological counselling, I must have kicked in. <laughs> or not, because he has returned. So welcome back to the Smart Enough Comedy Blimp, Mr. Stu. <laughs> what <Late>. happened? <laughs> oh, wait, it was Disco Stu. So it's like, that's not his name. <laughs> Mister, that's his Twitter thing. Mr. Stu. Mr. Stuart Light. Hey,
1: hello, boys. How are you?
0: Welcome back, Stuart Light. Forgetful it's good to be and back.
1: amnesiatic. That's how I
0: am. So once again... So nothing's we, changed. We start, yes. For those of you who have been listening to our podcast since the dim early days, when we crawled out <laughs> from the infoverse and flopped, wheezing onto the beach of podcasts. You may remember Stuart joined us as our first interview talking about... No, no, that was Dr. Watson. Oh, talking uh, about lactating. Oh, yes, yes, I'm so sorry. You've wiped that one from your memory. I have, it's horrible. You would remember Stuart Late <laughs> as our second interviewee. <laughs> yes. The first one that worked probably. But, well, yeah, we're talking about... take that, Watson. <laughs> so Mr. Stuart Late, of course, is a, a well-known Brisbane voice. I like to think of him as a, a chocolate titan. Mm. So he was he was uh, like Kronos. He used to control the firm. listen to this voice he has. And then he was, of course, put in prison and now works in the basement of an AM radio radio station we will go unmentioned but he is the he is the uh, he is the morning uh, breakfast producer i do believe
1: ah uh, yes yeah, something like that anyway something yes. like
0: that, <laughs> that, that he, close enough for legal reasons uh, yes. <laughs>
1: hello boys very good to be back yeah. i like what you've done with the place in the meantime <laughs> hmm.
0: we got a blimp now yeah, we got a we have a blimp before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we put spoilers on it ah, that's right Put it up on. Rib. We've got spinners. And, and, no wheels on a blimp. No, we've got spinners we for it. We do, we do have some sort of scoop and it's made from cast iron now. We've just Oh. it's yes. Just the nose. Just the nose for ramming. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about us, so that's what we normally do. We're here to talk about something you want to talk about.
1: Yes, or, apparently. Well, I'm, I'm here today to talk <laughs>
0: about. I'm here to That's today. the talk, otherwise, he doesn't get fed. <laughs>
1: I'm here today to talk about uh, science reporting, which is something that you guys kind of do in a little way. Um, Indeed, take that back. (laughs) (laughs) We are not reporters, (laughs) dammit. I feel, I feel like I'm coming before a firing squad today. Sort of explain my actions. You know? What have you guys been doing?
0: Well, it's, for me, it's interesting because we're talking about science and rep, ger, science journalism. Mm, this. Yes. So a lot of people discuss, say, oh, we're science communicators or whatever that means. And I, like, Sometimes that means you're, we're like us, two idiots talking to a microphone. Mm, or mm. We're, that counts as communication, yes, apparently. <laughs> or you get, people get paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to spruik the latest thing. So you're That's somewhere it. in the
1: middle? Somewhere in the middle. Well, I mean, I'm basically at the coalface, if you like. I like very, this, basic, this the very basic... There's coal involved. Awesome. Very basic sort of science journalism. I mean, the thing is, I'm not a science journalist. And there are science journalists out there, uh, reporters who specialise hey, in
0: not a science journalist. reporting what, on things. What are we doing? What are we doing, <laughs>
1: What's
0: going on? This is the first
1: I've heard. This just took a very disturbing... Now, you're a journalist, though. I am a journalist, <laughs> you yes. You work oh at a <laughs> you <watch the> radio station. <laughs> you work at a radio station. Yes, I do, yes. Phew. And I'm, I'm an editor of the radio station. As well. So yeah. I sort of have a hand in deciding what stories go to where and that sort of thing. And So,
0: so you're on AM, so it's mostly along the lines of whether we should keep the flag. And, basically, uh, and, yes, and denying, a lot of that. Lot denying of that. climate change and <laughs> ex- opportunity, getting rid of, rid of that <laughs> Gillard woman, <laughs>
1: that well, childless shrew. You guys are listeners then. That's it's great. <laughs> no, no. <it's, laughs> I'd like to complain. I'm
0: very angry about something I don't quite understand but have a very strong opinion about.
1: You've sort of hit the nail on the head there because. Oh, I thought I was just being really cruel. Well, yeah, but well, it, more more generally, in Some the fact that
0: being cynical is useful.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, more generally in the fact that a lot of people don't understand science. You know, they have ver- a very very basic sort of understanding for it. of
0: those it. people form a podcast. Well, there hey, we. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we don't even get a word of each We're Back to the very old <laughs> thing we did the first time we talked to you when we forgot you were the interviewee <laughs> and we're the ones meant to be shutting up.
1: That's all right. You guys can talk as much as you like. It's your place. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Well, that's it for Stuart. Off you go.
1: That's it for Stuart. Later, everyone.
0: I'm recording into two separate channels. I can just blank out all (laughs) your crap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, so, please go on. I'm sorry. Quite alright. He's actually, not
0: sorry. Before, before we go on, I would say one of our listeners. Before we go on, just one more aside. <laughs> say, one of our listeners did, did write in to tell us that, that she liked the podcast a lot, but in a lot of the interviews, she has no idea what we're talking about because we're hooting like macaques. And she, she really went, it sounded really nice. And you guys seem like having a lot of fun, but what the hell are you were talking about, I'm not terribly sure. But the funny thing was, she comes back month after month.
1: <laughs> I love me some of that chaos. (laughs)
0: All six interviews I've listened to had no idea. (laughs)
1: <laughs> anyway. It was just general tomfoolery. It was great. You know, most lay people, especially with the level of science that we're working with today, which is getting quite specialised and quite esoteric and stuff, yep. you have to sort of try and boil that down as a journalist. People aren't aware of it, they're not aware of the fields, they're not aware of what's happening, and it's very, very hard to explain. So the trouble for journalists nowadays is that you have to get these very technical, complex, and quite difficult ideas down into this very small space. And unfortunately, what happens a lot of time and a lot of the criticism of science journalism is that the journalists aren't conveying the correct information. What the journalists do is they latch onto the most sensational information mm. and they'll say things like similar to what I was doing when I first arrived, when I was talking about meteors and things. You know, I yes, was talking about right? end of the world scenarios and I said, a meteor could hit us at any time, yes, yeah. except it probably won't statistically. You know, it's, it's a very mm. big universe and we're a very small planet. Yeah. But, you know. You will go for the sensational, and that's well, like that's, recently,
0: that's the risk. Recently, like, they found the tree has gone faster than light, and, and instead of saying this is a research being looked into, it's Einstein was wrong. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> and the the big the big example, most recent example of that was the Large Hadron Collider. You Everywhere, mean, you mean <laughs> the death machine? <laughs> that's it, the, the black, black hole, hole generator. generator. <laughs> And that was, that's what everyone, uh, everyone still to this day thinks uh, the Large Hadron Collider is, is a giant machine for making black holes. Why, because do, we, that was... why do
0: we fund this? I thought yeah. I want yeah. a barrel. Why do we fund a black it's hole? It's so much
1: radar? money. It's so much money that we poured into this thing under the ground in Switzerland. Why aren't we feeding the children in Africa and all this sort of thing? So, I was very you know.
0: excited about it too because I've played the video game Another World
1: where it's pretty much <laughs> they've got one on them,
0: and then the guy just goes, and ends up in a different place being attacked by giant bears. Mm, 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 mm. Science!
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. So that, that's what you have to sort of work for. Unfortunately, there are a lot of journalists out there who do leap on that because headlines like the Large Hadron Collider will cause a black hole that will destroy the Earth yes, yes. will sell more papers than scientists might discover tiny little particles in, in it that yes. will be very interesting. To,
0: to, we might be able to discover particles that explain why you have mass. Yes. The audience goes, great.
1: Things that, that but are. I want very less mass. Yeah, <laughs> mass. Diet! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing
0: scientific diet found! <laughs> LHC makes you fat! <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we joke about this, but you can barely joke about it, because mm. stuff like that, you know, does happen. Not exactly that, but journalists will leap on things. And not even that, like, journalists will see someone in a white coat and sort of say, oh, well, he's obviously an expert in his field, will believe and print what he what he says. And then next week, another one will come out and say the exact opposite thing, and that will happen.
0: So... Say that there's a, there's a scientist out at a university, and mm. they do some experiments, and they go, oh, this is really interesting, and they do up, their, what, they do up a press release, I guess? Or?
1: Well, this is the thing. Well, it's actually a bit of a problem, because a lot of scientists now, before they go to peer-reviewed journals, which is what they should be doing, yes. go do up a press release. They come to a media company first, and the media company will look at their research and say, oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting part of it. And it's not always the most important part, and it's not always the correct part, but they'll say, we can sell that. We can sell that to the media. We can sort of say, this is the interesting thing. Print this. You'll get lots of money in grants and things.
0: Ah, right. So the idea is to get excitement amongst the people who will put
1: money in. You've got to get a buzz, and then people will come to you and go, I'll give you money to do this. And And so that will happen. And and a lot of the scientific community is very angry at this because people aren't going to peer-reviewed journals. Mm. Research isn't getting looked at. And stuff that probably shouldn't have been continued in the first place is being continued and given money while more deserving stuff that isn't quite as sexy isn't really getting the funding or the Mm -hmm. attention that it should be. So So
0: what you're saying, Stuart, is you're destroying science.
1: That's it, yes. Journalists are destroying science. (laughs) All right, thank
0: you. (laughs) Can you say
1: that again? Speak very carefully into the microphone for a moment. I, I'm pleading the fifth on that one. <laughs>
0: Damn, thought, okay. I'll, I'll clean it up. I thought we yeah. were going to start to the like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll clean it up. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah, Dan's on to me. Like, good. Okay. Well done. <laughs> so they put together a press release. Yes. And what is is that like two pages of? Uh,
1: one page of this, double space. Um, you don't you don't you don't send, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly, yeah. don't send two pages. Yeah, That's right. Exactly. Don't
0: send two pages. They're very drunk.
1: Yes, yes. No, no, seriously, like, like, if you, if you have a two page press release, it's much less chance of getting read than if it's a one page press oh, release. Right. If you can, oh. if you can summarize it down into like three or four paragraphs that we can have a look at. Make that's sure perfect. it's in Comic Sans. Exactly. So this looks friendly. I'm exaggerating there, but, but only just And only because journalists, especially like editors, have to look at like 50 stories a day. And the reason you need to condense it and make it simple is so that that an editor can look at it and read it very quickly and go, okay, well, that's interesting. We'll put it there. If you start using like big words and technical jargon and things like that, an editor will sit down and go, well, that's... Too hard. We'll put that over there. Mm-hmm. We might look at it later. We probably won't.
0: So you're lazy. Well, I, I, I totally know totally yes. Fonzie. She does job, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. She's lazy. <laughs> she's all right, go lazy, on. Lazy, totally lazy. She's lazy but,
1: but, yeah, I mean, the sheer volume of of information coming through room. What happened to the days newsroom,
0: when, for a single story, mm. you'd spend weeks in a car park having interviews <laughs> with shadowy characters?
1: If I if I could do that, I absolutely would. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> in all
0: seriousness, the, 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 the serious connection to that bizarre comment uh, <laughs> so, so, so why why don't you research into it why why don't you um so lhc's gonna destroy the world mm. you have the press release so, so you get your AOP press release or wherever it comes That's right. from you crib it from another newspaper mm. or something. I, I don't know but you're where, where are you getting your knowledge from the the, the it's fairly associated press in your case Australia would be that, that down the wire yes. basically yes people, yes. Mm-hmm. yes can you go and research more stories
1: you can, you can probably do it on your own time. You certainly couldn't do it while you're oh, doing your a job. Um, no, you're not being paid just because, well, just because, I mean, l- as I was saying, like the sheer volume of information that's coming through a newsroom on a, on a given day mm. means that you have to trust your sources. Or you have to trust that AAP has done what their job is, which is to do the research for you. And they sort of give you this sort of level of uh, you know, information. Mm. And then you look at it and go, okay, well, that's good. AAP's done the checking. Let's go. So often, uh, unfortunately, what will happen is that a bad story will take flight long before anyone sort of does their fact checking just because on radio we've got hourly deadlines we have hourly bulletins and radios we need to get stuff out all the time you're looking at stuff all the time and you're sort of saying okay well i I trust that someone has done the research on that let's put it in and if it turns out to be false later we can run a correction or something like that but let's go so there's a problem
0: then uh, would it be fair to say the the big issue with your work now would be Uh, a problem with the fact of the 24-hour news cycle (laughs) Absolutely. So you have to constantly be making new content.
1: Well, yeah, and that's not just science reporting. That's all reporting. Mm. But, I mean, sp- certainly in terms of science reporting, you get these... I mean, the 24-hour news channels have to justify their existence somehow. Mm. So they pick up quite sensational stories, and they just run with them. They absolutely run them to death. And so people will see these and go, ''Oh, well, you know, the world's coming to an end, or some, you know, <laughs> some drug will give you cancer or something.'' and then they don't see the 10-second correction that they run ah. two days later mm. that says, oh, actually, that story might have been a bit false or something like that. Mm. So there is, a, there is a definite imbalance, just, just in sheer terms of like manpower. There's just not enough people mm. doing the work to get that fact-checking done on the spot. And it should be. In a perfect world, it should be. And, you know, good journalists try to do better, mm. and bad journalists just keep churning it out. So you Don't do. You do. Up. Every day is a struggle. Every day you sort of go. So on who a are the truck bad days. journalists?
0: <laughs> I have a list. I have a list actually. Yeah. But do you get to make that decision, or do you have a boss who goes, "We're not going to run that story. We are going to run this story," or that's up to you?
1: It depends on. It depends on the newsroom. In in my newsroom, I have first say on it, and I have a boss who would have final say. If mm. we, you know, if we made a massive mistake, I would get my butt kicked, right. but it's pretty much up to me. So I'm looking at stuff and saying, okay, that's a good story, that's a bad story. At the radio stations I work at, we have a slightly older, we were, we're on AM, so we have an older market, so I'm looking for, in terms of science stories, I'm looking for- Forcing so, buggies, snow Yeah,
0: dino-burgers,
1: whale The bat, internet, leggings. what's it about- <laughs> That sort of thing, um,
0: I like but, whale fat
1: but but in all seriousness, um, like heart attack medicine, um, oh, yeah, diabetes Diagra? medicine. Well, a little bit of that, a little bit yeah, of yeah, when bit it comes that, in, a, really. the camera,
0: a bit of housing, <laughs> father. Right. Certainly growing. Yay! Right. It's a growing industry. Ah, so good. And then deflating, but still disappointing at the end.
1: But all that stuff, and and it, it just comes back to it comes back to what your audience is going to be interested in as well. And the audience of our the radio station is older, and it's not, it's a bit more mm. broad.
0: There's yeah. a really you just made a interesting point there because mm. I, I, on my non-denominational tablet dev- computing device, the your iPad, <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> no, the ABC. The ABC, yeah, the AVC. please give us the iPad stuff, <laughs> Apple. We want your stuff. We, we will soak our souls for beautiful Steve Jobsian yeah, products. The, the, the iPads good. It could be better <laughs> in our in our hands. We could test it. All right. The um, well, I use an app called Zite. Uh, this, right, and in that I can choose what I want to news I want to read yeah. mag, yeah. it, it, it sources it's an, many, yeah. an ag- and it's a really yeah. good one and, and, and it learns what I like and I used to think heart medication yeah, yeah, Viagra <laughs> whale <Wild> fat lamps <laughs> 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 There's so many it's really odd how much on the internet there is about whale fat lamps it's quite weird most of it's in Japanese or Norwegian though <laughs> geopolitical geopolitical keep going <laughs> come on so, on Zeit look obviously it died yeah yeah, it yeah, did yeah, 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 no, he's no, been no. laughing at every single thing that except, we've said except and that then there was just this, this yeah. awkward tumbleweed <laughs> a, a tumbleweed went through your through I, the what brain what I think what I think happened then was he was so full of laughter in his brain mm. his, his laughter receptors couldn't receive anymore and he had to let it die down the, uh, the stimulus had to drop down before he could laugh again you don't know anything Dan how very justified <laughs> now so in Zeit you get to know it learns what you like and it gives more of what you like and I just think it was great Now I start wondering because now I'm not seeing things I don't like, and I think there's a problem with that. Yes. And Mm. so I've started picking things I'm not that interested in and saying I like them, political points of view that I'm not really into. I'm following the spiritual one. Yeah, but that's and that's (laughs) so I I keep finding all these things that make me really angry. (laughs) I'm going to talk about that on the podcast. But you need to. I think in all seriousness, you need to because otherwise you're getting a very very limited point of view. So if you're only getting, if the people on the radio are getting stuff that they want to
1: hear, that's right. Exactly. Not a good thing, is it? That's it. I mean, uh, that's that's a more that's a much more broader point too. I mean, you. You, we've seen, like, even back in the, like the 1950s or something, like everyone would read one paper. They'd have mm. like one or two news channels to choose from, and they'd have like a radio station that they could listen to, and they, they'd all get the same news. And whether they like that news or not, that was the news that they got.
0: It shaped their worldview. That's it,
1: exactly. Oh. And so now we've no, got SPS in Australia. That's it. And we, we, <laughs> we we have this idea that that was a bad system. The new system that we have is is better. Yes, but in a way, it's it's almost worse because you do, as you say, you get to sort of choose what you're mm. reading, and you get that bit of confirmation bias happening where you're. Or are only reading things that you agree with. And you're never reading stuff that you don't agree with. Mm. And so you're always reading, for in, in terms of science reporting, you're reading stuff that always confirms things that you know. And if you read something new, you think, oh, well, that's not... That's I not try, what with asking.
0: science, though, I try, maybe, maybe I'm just fooling myself mm. here, but... With science, I'm hoping that it's nothing to do with confirmation bias either way. It, the science will, if there's evidence, if if evidence behind it, whether I like it or not, I'm, it's going to be real. It's not a political theory or an opinion.
1: No, absolutely. With the science, yes, but not the science reporting, and that's the trouble. It's, oh. it's, and the thing is, what, and journalists are just as susceptible to this as readers and listeners, so you can you know, know that this issue is out there someone might have raised uh, you know a problem with like for example a vaccine someone might mm. say that you know oh, there's a problem with a vaccine <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's right and you you know that there's a there's been a bit of controversy about this vaccine so the next time a vaccine story pops up it goes straight to the front of the queue because you know that people yeah. that story has been doing the rounds you know that, that's sure. just a natural instinct you sort of go okay that's going to go to the top of the queue when it maybe it doesn't warrant it maybe you know it's based on quack science or the research isn't settled mm. or something mm. but that story will be reported that day well,
0: there's, there's a political reason to push that thing
1: that's right exactly so
0: they say the Science is there, but actually it's not. And as if they'll retract it later. That's or right. Well, they won't retract it. They'll just go, "Well, we thought it was right," and that's the end of that. <laughs> so to make it better, your sources. So well, go back to your sources. Mm-hmm. You're relying on your sources, uh, and and once again, sources isn't like Jimmy the fish in a bar somewhere. We're no, that's about, right. Exactly. We're talking about a, a, an organisation is designed to help your organisation get the news it needs.
1: That's right. The Australian Associated Press has, has reporters that they send out. They have a lot more reporters than most news organisations, so they can get to all the little things that that a lot of people would miss, and then they can report on them put the copy up, and then other newspapers or radio stations or someone can look at that copy and go, okay, well, that's a good story, we'll run and you
0: it. Pay, you, pay, like, like you have a subscription We subscribe to, to that, yeah. Now, so you have to hope that they know what they're talking about. That's
1: right, exactly. Because you can't check it. You that's could, it. but it
0: takes a bit more work.
1: Exactly, yeah. Well, well we hope that they've done their, their work for us. Are
0: they science journalists?
1: No, often not.
0: often <laughs> not. and this so is the basically, thing. they're the brain and you're the mouth.
1: Well, that's right, exactly. Ooh, like um. that, no, the, the, the terrifying thing is that, most, is that a lot, the vast majority of journalists come from an arts humanities background and they're reporting on science things. Yes. So, you know, you've got mm. guys who don't have a background in science, often. Mm. So, some do, and some, some science reporters do have, were previously scientists or they were doctors mm. and all that sort of thing. They're usually very good at what they do because they know what to look for and all that sort of thing. Mm. But the vast majority of science reporters, especially just journalists who've been assigned a science story for a day don't have that background in medicine or, or science or whatever field that they have, and they have to, they have to sort of adapt. Like, for example, like I don't have a science background. I have an arts-humanities background. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I know. So, <laughs> but I am, I am interested in science, but I don't, I don't have that background of studying it uh, all mm. the time and doing that sort of thing. So I was assigned a story one day about a new potential cancer treatment. That I had to go and have a look at. And these uh, doctors had isolated some extract Leaches. from a plant or something, <laughs> some, something whale, like that. Whale cattle. It was something like ear. that, you know. And, but they, they hadn't sold it as a cancer story. They, they'd told in the press release, they'd said, oh, you know, it's, a, it's to clear up skin lesions and stuff mm. like that. And so we'd gone, like you know, and, and a couple of people turned up. Like I was there, and there was a couple of TV crews there and that sort of thing, just to look at this new breakthrough. And, and the, the researcher happened to mention that it could clear up some forms of skin cancer. And every single journalist's eyes who were there just lit up. And you could, the questions started changing. They were like, so are you saying this is a, co- a cure for cancer? Is this mm. going to be a uh, thing? Could uh. it be applied to other forms of cancer? Uh. You know, all this sort of, you know, bam, like, you know, yeah. cure for cancer, cure for cancer. And then, sure enough, the next day when the papers came out... Uh, can I, can I,
0: hang on, let got this right. What would have happened? You would have jumped up with one mass with your hats on, your trilbies,
1: and you would have run down to the banks of the, telephones. Those, those giant popping bulbs going yes, off. And, yeah, and you would have yeah, crashed yeah. in at <laughs> any time, like 10 of
0: you, ringing up going, hold the front page, hold, hold the front, the front, front page! Yeah. And they, been, other, the other journalists bashing on the outsides of the, yeah. of the little box. And, and, happened, And of course the person on the other end of the line going... We are a radio station. <laughs> so
1: what are you talking about? We have no press. What are you about? Ta- I don't mm. Yes. Then the next day it was all, you know, scientists discover possible cure for cancer. And that was the yes. headlines that came out. And it was so, there, was there a scientist ringing up going, I never I said this. No, well not really, because I mean they're quite happy to have attention drawn uh, to their product. You liars. Know? Liars. That's it. Liars. And so yeah, and, and that that's how it happens. And I mean as a as a reader as a consumer of news, you have to sort of keep an eye on that and know mm. that and know that at some point probably one of the science stories that you're reading is has either been distorted intentionally or unintentionally mm. by the journalist that, mm. that has given it to you. There, there is a middleman involved.
0: I suppose that's right. your lens, let's face it. So mm. the information there's multiple lenses. So you have the AAP, and that, cha- that changes the focus. That's and it. And you go through, and that changes the focus, and it goes into my brain, and that changes yep. the focus. So that's the right. And there's no connection to the reality at
1: all. <laughs> reality is all an illusion. And- Give up, kids! <laughs> 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 but I mean, like, like a perfect example, I was on a plane recently, and I bought a copy of New Scientist. And I love new scientists. Mm. It's, a, it's a nice little digest of just stuff. But every single one of those stories, like, like, especially on like, the, just the quick news page that they have in there, is like a paragraph on something that's probably taken like, years of someone's life mm. to, to research and to develop. And it warranted a paragraph, and it's sort of stored away in my brain, But now it's, and now it's gone. Mm. It's, that's the sort of reality of science reporting, is that you can only capture what's going on at that point. Mm. You know? and, and a lot of the danger comes is that a lot of this research is refuted, it doesn't pan out, but that doesn't get reported. What gets reported is scientists are developing a cure for cancer.
0: And Einstein was wrong. That's it. They're exactly. Oh, <laughs> or, or, no, or wait, the other one is scientists baffled.
1: <laughs>
0: I've never met a scientist who was baffled. I've met someone who was interested and intrigued. Baffled? I don't think is the right word. They're always baffled. I have this image of all these scientists in a home, can't open doors, just going, how do you open the tin? Scientists baffled. I had a more fun idea of them just being covered in egg cartons. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally as a
1: science, Silent as a grave. As a, as a, now,
0: <laughs> so have you ever, as a reporter, seen a, a, a story and gone, that smells wrong? Oh, yeah, And, all the, and all not the played time. it?
1: All the time. Um, well, well, what often happens is a drug company send you press releases. Mm. And they say, fantastic new drug. We'll cure this, 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 and this. And you can smell them a mile off because all they are is an ad. What they're after is a free advertising space for their drug. Right. They do it all the time, and you really have to look out for it. And sometimes they slip through. Like, sometimes there will be a new drug that's genuinely interesting. Viagra? Oh, well, something like I mean, the thing <laughs> is, like, most of, the, most of the initial reporting about Viagra was well past, uh, you know, when it had actually been approved for sale. It was yeah. all advertising, yeah. you know. And when you when you get it out there, you know, it's like this this drug can do this, and everyone was like, yay! And it actually did do it. Unfortunately, there were no proper side effects that I remember. There was no Viagra. dangerous oh, side they effects. There were, they were always to the with, fun ones. Well, yes, that's right. The man has erection but, for six Yeah, days. that's right, exactly. Wasn't, that, but wasn't
0: but Viagra used originally as a heart medication to, for blood pressure? Yeah. yeah. So that was what we actually use it for. Not, not, well, I don't. Is, <laughs> what,
1: what, other men use, what other men use it for is... Technically is, a side effect. It's a side effect, and that's yeah.
0: become the main thing. It's like mouthwash. Mm. I learned from QI. Mouthwash was a, a a product looking for a reason. So they made mouth. They made, it wasn't mouth. They made the stuff. And I think well, it was they were cleaning floors with it. Yeah, first. yeah and no one mm. wanted to do that. And in the end, it became it became something else, like cleaning wounds, and then it became mouthwash.
1: Well, that they invented the condition of halitosis.
0: That's it. Um, that's yeah, the
1: they, they, they said, oh, halitosis is bad breath, and you can cure it by rinsing your mouth out with Listerine.
2: Yeah.
1: That, that was all advertising. Like, that, was, that was all the thing. And so halitosis becomes this thing. That, you know, No doctor in the world recognizes it, but it's, <laughs> it's a thing that you have to cure with Listerine. Eh? So you know, that, that's, and, yeah, that, that's pure advertising. But I mean, they can, they can harness, they become very, very smart. Or
0: another equally good product yes. as Listerine. <laughs> balance. I'm looking for balance here, guys. I can't <laughs> think of one. I think, I think we've got one in my. Yeah. Wait. Ma- maybe next episode we'll focus on a particular brand. Mm. And you could uh you could help. <laughs> Email dan at smartenough.org. No, 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 we've got Lusween in there. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Mm. Oh well. Maybe you should use it. Well, I don't have halitosis because it doesn't exist, Dan! <laughs> <laughs> Is that the end of the... Surely that's not the end of the... No. Oh, God, no.
1: But yes, I mean, all sorts of companies have become very, very smart at using the media to Mm. promote without having to pay a cent. And they do that by being a bit sensational about their drug or saying, you know, or whatever they're selling. Mm. And as an editor, you have to sort of sit there and spot that. And every once in a while, they do slip through. Mm. And, you know, as a reader, you can sort of spot them because generally they'll, they'll read like ads. Mm. They'll read like, this fantastic new drug has this ability to do this or whatever. And then you'll be able to say, well, that's it's obviously someone's press release. Dr. Yeah.
0: Bruno Simmons says, but wait, there's more. Mm. <laughs> But when you found a press release that you didn't feel was a bit fishy, yeah. would you go on the internet and check it out, check some science-based medicine kind of websites? Sort of normally,
1: kind of... I mean, normally normally, a, a Google search of the drug name will bring up the drug company, mm. and then you can sort of say, well, okay, that's probably just an ad. Normally once that happens, we just spike it. We just sort of say, well, that's not going in today. Mm. That'll be it. So, mm. so what mm. sort of
0: stories are more popular down at the AM stations? Because I imagine there's all different types of sciences. <clears throat> you might get a space star made out of rock discovered, and then you might find medication stuff. (laughs) 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 We've been doing this for over a year now, Dan, and I still despair Every time we sit together, some part of the interview and some part of the podcast, I just and I just despair <laughs> deep down in my soul. But, space stuff. But then there might be. Uh, I mentioned social sciences get up there. How young things. people are bad.
1: Yeah, there is there is a bit of that. <laughs> How but I this mean, generation
0: has lapped the, with the, their the key.
1: The key science stuff, as I said before, is medicine. It's all about right. arthritis medication, heart medication, all, all sorts of medication, you know, for various ailments that are, are affecting people mm. over the age of sixty-five, for example. And but not only that, I mean, I'm science, uh, space, a lot of space stuff is very interesting to our audience for for some reason. I'm not sure. I mean, it's interesting to everyone. It's interesting to me, but... Not
0: to Dan. (laughs) Dan hates space. That's where they want
1: to fire all the
0: liberals. (laughs) 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 Greenies, send Bob
1: Brown into space. But, um, but, you know, um, back when the shuttle still launched, you know, rest mm-hmm. in peace shuttle, uh, it used to, it used to uh, we would always run stories about the shuttle being launched and the shuttle oh, making it oh, safely right. into orbit and stuff like that. So, you know, that's... And, and, but, but the thing and is, twice not? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but, but that's why. No, it, it becomes a... Uh,
0: once that it... Y- yeah, going up it didn't do yeah. well. Coming down it didn't do mm, well. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. It, becomes, it becomes a good news story. It becomes a human story. You say, mm. like, the crew is safe and it made it up there okay. Oh. And so people sort of go, oh, ah, great. Oh, great. Right. Right.
0: So you've got to tie it
1: into... Yeah, and you make it about people. And and that sort of thing. So that, that's and how major sort of make a major Tom was connection. heard to
0: say, "The planet the Earth is blue, but there was nothing he could do." This is Gregoire for AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> so was that good? That was my, that was my for my yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes? yeah, Gregoire yeah. for AM radio. <laughs> so I had Gregoire for AM radio. I want to sound like him. I want to sound like him. You know how many listeners we'd have if we had the Chocolate God? Get rid of me, actually. <laughs> get rid of you. Get rid of you, Dan. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the buttons for me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got something to interject. <laughs> and now another squeaky, a squeaky argument from Dan Beeston. <laughs> Let me tell you about
1: rocky stars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So it's, would you say that younger people, younger journalists, whatever you define younger, mm. I didn't find anyone my age, younger than me, younger. As a young person. A yeah. younger person, mm. and that's getting harder and harder to justify. But how do you think the technology has changed, the way you work, the way we work nowadays? As well, I think
1: as journalists or as... Um... Science journalists, a science journalist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's become very easy to uh, reporting on things like like Twitter and stuff like that. Is mm. a very um. Is it's an interesting? Feel it, it's well, it is, an, and it isn't. Oh, good. If something. <laughs> <laughs> If something <laughs> if something breaking is happening, Twitter is very very useful because you get eyes on the ground straight away. There's all, usually someone, mm. especially locally, if someone <laughs> if someone's at at a, at a car. I am standing like,
0: very close to the fire.
1: But <laughs> yes, <laughs> the fire. But what the hell's a fire? Hash, hashtag fire tweets. You know, like that <laughs> sort of thing. A,
0: ow! 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 Ow!
1: <laughs> but or someone could um twit pick a picture of the fire or something like that, and that wow. that will go on a mm. news site with a mm. credit to the Twitter tag, you know, and right. stuff like that.
0: Yes. But if someone gets a twit pick of, of uh, Viagra working... <laughs>
1: <laughs> they'd probably have their Twitter account banned. Right, that's know, just that's 4chan. <laughs>
0: gotcha. That's just
3: 4chan.
1: But yeah, no, no, science science reporting has changed as technology's changed. But as technology gets gets better as well, the way that we report on it, Changes as well, and it mm. depends on the audience too, you know. I mean, when Twitter came out, tech blogs and that sort of thing were hailing it as this fantastic tool. I know on our station, we were very hesitant to sort okay. of. I can imagine you, put it. You, imagine you put your hands up in yeah. some sort of crosswind. <laughs> when- there, there was a lot of. There was a lot of head scratching and what's all this about NFL. then, you know, all this sort of thing. And now, and now, of course, the station has a has a Twitter account. So But this
0: like email? Yeah,
1: a little, yeah. There was a little bit like that. You know, I've I've just worked out email, and now they bring along this Twitter thing. But certain you know. certain
0: people, celebrity kind of radio announcers, or maybe who will take it up, and then and then when they realise it didn't destroy their career, other people will follow, like anything else. I suppose really, there's a there's there's an injection into technology. That's into right, design, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the way the way that people take it up and the way that people consume media has definitely changed. Because I mean, you can share a link on Twitter and it just it goes like it goes for miles. Like if it's yeah. interesting enough, people will keep retweeting it and it will reach many more viewers than what it would have done in the past.
0: Is it part of your job to tweet now? Or uh, it's, it's, it's not. Official?
1: It's not part of my job. I, I do it unofficially yes. uh, on my account. But does your station
0: have a? Can we mention your station? I don't know whether we're allowed to.
1: I'll probably not, I might I, just leave it off. Okay, right, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so
0: your station your station doesn't officially doesn tweet. Things.
1: Uh, it does. It, it has its own Twitter account, mm. or actually, I think each of the individual programs has a Twitter account. Right. So they'll tweet what's on the show that mm. afternoon or that morning. And you're or whatever. on Facebook, yes. Yes. And yeah. Google Plus. No, not Google Plus. Oh, I haven't made we, a jump we yet.
0: found the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call that the radio pause, <laughs> where technology reaches and no further. <laughs> the radio pause. The radio pause. A radio shock. That's not Radio Shack. That's I'm not. not that's a business. Nor a Radio Shock jock. Radio shock jock that's very different too. Yes. So they, you may have some of those. Do you have Radio Shock Talks? Ah, uh, he's <laughs> down there at 4XX. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's Queensland. Mm. Oh, break it down there. It's, it's, it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm. Queensland. <laughs> As a journalist, what do you think you need to make for better science journalism? And being not a science journalist.
1: Being not a science journalist, you, you need. Well, I mean, you approach it like any story. You find out what the facts are, and you, you, you try not to go necessarily for the sensational but wrong lead paragraph. Mm. You know, do you know mm. what I mean? Like, yes. like Einstein like, was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, that's, there, there is... I, that's
0: actually how I organised my dating life when I was younger. Is <laughs> sensational but wrong. <laughs> so I learned from that mistake. <laughs> but uh, hang on—that's not to say that La Frog Princess is in any way non-sensational. <laughs> um, I let's move on mm. from here at speed.
1: Right, <laughs> sensational and wrong. Well, when you when you're dealing with a science story, you approach it like any other story. You look you look for the well, what's the what's the most interesting thing? And this is where everyone sort of falls down. Is, is where what's the most interesting part of it? And it's not necessarily the most important part of it. So you've got to sort of make that distinction. And sort of say, this is this is what this whatever they're researching will do. This is what this is the point of the story. Mm. Make that interesting, as opposed to going for the more interesting but wrong part. Yes. Yes.
0: Are yeah. so, so do... you any good at that?
1: Hopefully. <laughs> I hope I am. Yeah, I tried. To, I mean, I, you I should know- challenge you something.
0: I mean, noticed... <laughs> <laughs> we should. We should. We're going to start bombarding your station with, <laughs> with bogus claims. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So there's a press release comes in, and it's mm. um, there's a fluke worm that is discovered. Mm. Uh, it's a parasite yes. in fish, right? And they may have discovered how to inhibit its growth
1: mm-hmm.
0: using amazing scientific methods. Right. So how do you make that exciting <laughs> and hit the radio with oomph and flair?
1: And do we eat the fish? Is it a fish that we eat? That's not
0: part of the. Uh, the it's not in the. In, it's not. Stop, in the stop making facts <laughs> up, mate!
1: Jesus! It may. Um, you know, if, if if it's if it's uh, fish that we eat locally, it'll be science oh. can science can remove this threat that's you know harming our fish. So All that close- sort of thing. Oh, yes, yes. Bring it bring it home to people. So it's closeness. So yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, fishing exactly. industry
0: saved. <laughs> <laughs> by glorious scientists. Jobs yeah. saved. <laughs> With a very, very manly picture of science. Oh, not a newspaper. Damn, <laughs> damn, no manly pictures.
1: Yeah, and and you can see how the snowball effect starts happening because you do sort of take it too far and go, you know, science, fishing will be saved by this yeah. new drug. yeah, yeah. Super fish fish
0: found. (laughs) Well, for example, a good one one is in Gladstone Bay. There's a lot of fishermen there saying, all our fish are covered in blotches, red blotches, and they're wiping out our industry. And that's Hmm. due to the dredging that's going on, cause and effect. And then when you look into the science, it's not all done yet. They're doing lots of tests. But Hmm. there have been cases of red blotchy fish found before the dredging started. So that means you can't put it all at the face, of the feet of dredging.
1: That's right, exactly. Yeah, and in, the, in that particular instance, you maybe had maybe it's exacerbating it. You, you, you had a lot of scientists, but the scientists were working for the government, so people naturally were distrusting uh, them. That oh, was, yes. you know, it was it was the Department of Environment oh, Resource, and so they were saying, look, you know, it's caused by a parasite, and it's probably due to stress. Mm. There was the floods recently, maybe mm. that caused the stress. We don't know for sure.
0: Right. Some of the fish were embarrassed yeah. when we found and them, so, and, so, also, and they just yeah, broke yeah, out in these and big also, red block. Also, it's schoolies <laughs> time, so it <laughs> fish are spread all these. Kids having sex in the ocean, <laughs> drinking, and you're you're a haddock trying to take your family out for a good mm. time. All your little spawn and you and your fry, you know, that's what baby fish are called fry, mm. and then they came mm. up and they, they come up to the up to the beach, and then these fornicating children drinking, <laughs> and of course you're stressed, blotches, blop, blotches. So that's a. Tumble. And all their hair comes out. That's a t- <laughs> <laughs> That's that tumbleweed thing again. Only for catfish. I said haddock. Ah. See, they're good. Oh, uh, right. Forget. It.
1: But then, in that case, you also had, like, fishermen who worked that area for years and years but aren't scientists, and mm. they would say, you know, oh, we've never seen them this sick before. Yes. So you get anecdotal evidence from fishermen. And the thing is, yes. who, are you, who are you going to trust, the salty old sea dog who's, who's fished the area for 60 years or yeah. the, the impersonal yeah. you know, like like, no scientist? A like
0: scientist punk. I saw a big blotchy fish. It was this <laughs> big.
1: <laughs> yeah, because all fishermen's words are sacrosanct. Yeah, they it, always yeah. tell the it's, truth. But
0: also, it's, it's like uh, climate change and global warming and whatever human, human-induced climate change. There's a lot of problems with that because people go, when I was a boy, I remember much hotter summers than this. My pants melted and killed everyone. And you go, well good but that's anecdotal evidence that you and your memory is not right I mean, the summer was this <laughs> big <laughs> They go, well, it's not actually getting any hotter and you point you go well, actually in the last 10 years like the last mm. couple of years we've had like some of the five of the hottest maybe a walk of shame there but it's like five of the uh, hottest years of record but when you point that out they go shut up and yeah. you're like oh god is that kind of
1: well there's the bit there's that old adage, i think it's like it's not whether it's climate, the weather is different from the climate, oh, yeah well, yeah, you know, yeah, so you know fine. you look outside, that's weather, yes, you look over a hundred years, that's climate, mm. you know, and mm. that's the that's the big difference that it's people fine. don't seem to get, so
0: whether it's climate or whether it's weather, yeah, either them will weather the weather, whether mm. the weather will weather the weather or whether the weather will not Buffalo, buffalo, buffalo <laughs> buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. buffalo. <laughs>
1: I like that one. I like yeah. I I don't
0: understand that one. See, I understand the other one I said, and yours doesn't make sense to me. How can you bu- buffalo buffalo buffalo? buffalo, mm-hmm. buffalo.
1: Uh, it all works. Yeah, yeah bu- buffalo bu- the oh, buffalo
0: sorry. from the, buffalo. The buffalo, the, the yeah. cow. Yes, buffalo that the buffalo buffalo. So buffaloes that come from buffalo. Mm. So buffalo that buffalo 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 or confuse. That's, oh, so to right. confuse mm. someone is to buffalo yes. them, right? Yes. That I didn't know. Or, or to so, jostle them as well, I yeah. think. Is it though? Yeah. So a right. buffalo that buffalo buffalo buffalo. No, hang on, Wait, so buffalo that buffalo buffalo. Where's the other buffalo? The last buffalo coming there? So a buffalo. Yes. That bison's from buffalo yes. or buffalo buffalo right. buffalo. Yes. Well, what they do is that they buffalo. Yes. They confuse buffalo yes. buffalo or B- buffalo from buffalo. B- right. So in the end, the whole sentence is. Buffalo, 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 buffalo. Right. Yes. Well, mine's much better. <laughs> There's also, of course, who will police the police. Police, 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 police. <laughs> so that's the answer to your question. Yes.
1: It's, it's either that or he's being very emphatic. Yeah, that's right. You know, right. it's like, <laughs> police, 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 <laughs> police. police. <laughs> Message in the bottle.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I got confused. What are we talking about? I send my S O S to the world. I send my S O S to the world. You're not the, the only world. one. <laughs> I hope that someone <laughs> gets my. I hope that someone. I would like gets to thank Mr. Stuart Stewart-Late for coming in to tell us message all about <laughs> message all about bottle. scientific journalism and for putting up with Greg. <laughs> And myself. 100,000 people. What's up on the
1: show? Mostly Greg. I feel like I should have a saxophone at this point.
3: (laughs) And now for the top stories, this is Perspective News. Yesterday, 48,996 aeroplanes around the world did not explode while taxiing on the tarmac, collide in mid-air or crash on landing. Closer to home, just over 22,328,799 Australians were not murdered over the last 14 days. In science news, astronomers have confirmed the Earth has not been hit by a 10 kilometer across comet for 65 million years and all life over 20 kilograms or so has not been extinguished. They've also warned the Earth will probably not face such an impact again for many more millions of years. And finally, in lighter news, 3,999,996 dogs across Australia have not learned how to ride a surfboard on the onshore swell. Mathematicians are calling this cute non-event statistically nominal. This has been Perspective News. Remember, when you watch the news, keep it in perspective.
0: Dan. Yes? You're on a plane. It's 65 million years in the past. It's wait, not, it's an airplane? A more, pardon? <laughs> no, wait, go back. So what's that again? A prehistoric airplane? Start again. Pterodactyls on the wings? Stop, stop, stop. stop. Dan, you're on an endless plane. An airplane? No, not an airplane, a... Uh, a plane, as in where the, where the rains in Spain normally fall. That I mean, sort of plane. I'm in Spain. No, yes, you're in Spain. You're in you're okay. in prehistoric Spain. 125 million. Wait, you might not have been in Spain. You're not in Spain. I'm not Damn in it! Spain. <laughs> okay. You definitely weren't in Spain. You were somewhere in what now became China. Okay. 125 Is million. Is it raining? Ago, and it's, it's it, it it could be raining. Yes, I I will let you have that. And it's a plane. And you've just turned up in your in your time machine, your time belt, but it's got to power up. Yeah. And you see something. Stalking you. It's it's picked Look, up your that, scent. No, no it, it, it 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 it's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. And it's watching you and it's big. It's big. And oh it's God. it's almost like the king of lizards. No, not yes Tyrannosaurus Rex. No, well no, no, not Tyrannosaurus Rex. In fact, you would oh, be happy to be no, killed be by fine. Tyrannosaurus I'll Rex. Fine. It's actually you Tyrannus Huali. And it's the beautiful feathered tyrant. Wait, what? the beautiful feathered tyrant. Oh, not this crap again. And Zing Zhu... No, 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 Zing no, of, of the, the Institute... Dinosaurs is ridiculous. Zing of the Institute of <sighs> Better Paleontology and Paleoanthropology in Beijing has found a cousin of the Tyrannosaurus rex that looks very similar to it, but is totally feathered. Oh, God. God. The you know Beautiful what? Feathered Tyrant. Now, he is saying it may not have been totally feathered. It can't, it's not, but it's a large swath of it. Beautiful Feathered Tyrant. I went to a nightclub called <laughs> that <laughs> one. So I, I met a, a girl, uh, well, I thought it was a girl, uh, called the Beautiful Feathered Tyrant. <laughs> we, we had a great couple of weeks. Uh, we'll put a link on the internet for you people, ladies and gentlemen. There it is, the Beautiful Feathered Tyrant. That's what's going to kill you in the past, Dan. Yeah, you know why that's going to kill me? Why's that? Because I'm going to be too busy, crippled over with laughter, uh, yeah. And scorn to run. <laughs> but I just love the idea that the more we're learning about the end, of, and that's 125 million years, so that's still another 60 million years before the end of the dinosaurs or yeah. so, that we had this idea of like scaly, lizardy things, scaling Terrible it up. Terrible lizards. And, and they, just, they just don't think, like they were, There's a lot of these tyrannosaur-type things seem to have feathers or some sort of tufty feathers, and a lot of the theropods had anything with the upright hips, the raptors, they all seem yeah. to be feathered now as well. But the more evidence we're discovering, seems to be, they seem to have tufts of feathers feathery-like things on them. I love the idea that the, the image I have in my head from Jurassic Park is totally incorrect. Uh, totally and utterly wrong. I just realised something. With all these hips and, and lightweight bones and mm. feathers and stuff, yep. they really do make terrible lizards. They, they, <laughs> they are, like they're, they're perfectly named. They're very good birds. They're terrible, terrible lizards. lizards. Here at the Pet Emporium, we take allegations of sexual harassment very seriously. And, and so I've called you both here for, for a mediation. Oh, I really don't understand why I'm here.
3: You, you don't understand? I've had enough of you, you pervert. Hold, hold on, Karen. Let's
0: try and keep our emotions under wraps here. Now, Warren, uh, Karen's claimed that you have said you wanted to, um, let me see, play with her tits oh y- yes i'm I'm very fond of her tits ah oh! I mean they they're beautiful and friendly birds birds birds, oh, oh, I see, I understand uh, Karen, he wants to play with the tits <laughs> the birds no th-
3: that is not what he meant. He is constantly, constantly making rude comments to me. He said he wanted to look into my holes oh
0: oh my is is this true? Yes, I said I was happy to look into whatever owl she wants. Oh! Barn owl, snarl, I'm doing the restocking. Oh! Oh! Owls! Bare-legged owl.
3: He's doing it again. I think it's maybe just a miscommunication. Oh, come on! It would certainly explain
0: the issue with the, um... Um, red breasts. But you... And the wet beaver.
3: No, but... And that
0: time he got in all those crabs. I got in a whole case of them.
3: No, no. Look, just this morning, he said he wanted to give me uh... a...
0: What? what? What did he want to give you? A good,
3: hard f- oh, A good, hard f- Is this true? Yeah. You can't say that to her. It's no wonder she's
0: so upset. Well, I'm hardly going to give her a bad one. The the last thing you want is an aardvark who's nasty. I wanted to give her a good aardvark. A good... uh, no, Oh! Oh! Uh, You see, it's perfectly innocuous.
3: Uh, Look, this is bullshit.
0: Would you like to see my cock? I don't feel comfortable. How smart are you? Uh what, what can you do with your brain? I can I can think with it and I can think what other people are thinking with it and I can trick people with it and I can find food. I can I can do calculus, I can keep myself from dying from infection. I, I don't believe I don't believe in Jesus. <laughs> I can move things with my mind. Really? My arms I'm oh, moving yeah, my arms true. with that's, my mind. That's true. And you aren't telling your arms to pick up objects. Yeah. So you go, arm, lift up the object. Ooh, and you eat, it. but imagine if we had telekinetic powers that's a big who is who? it's all going down at the crypto zoo. okay, there are some minor spoilers for Chronicle coming up oh, that's right it was obvious. the first ten minutes that you know exactly how that movie's going to go. I loved it. I walked down <sighs> and went. That was such a great film because you like build, you mean you like being spoon fed. As a mm. spoon-fed film. I it was fine. I, li- I like my food to be pre-masticated. It was true. Too- oh, nice. And then sprayed around the inside of your spaceship. The- I hope these are both used in the same podcast or else. That made no sense. That, but if, that was a two-and-a-half-star movie out of five. Oh, I loved it. I would have given it three-and-a-half stars. Rubbish. Oh, come on. Really? I had a ball. Oh, goodness. Oh, okay. In fact, I, I didn't give stars. I, I, I have, don't watch it because you're stupid. Watch it if you've got nothing else to do. Green, loved it. Like Watch it because it's great. I loved it. What are you talking about? So what, what, Chronicle. I don't understand what you said then. Colours, what? Yeah. You're red. Yeah. Don't watch it. Right. You have two colours. Amber. You... Yes. Yeah, watch it. It's all right. Okay. Green. Yeah. Hey, watch B- it. Amber for me. Definite a strong, glaring amber. Okay. A few, it's green. Green. Oh, there yeah. you go. Loved it. Oh. Now, there are some spoilers. No, I don't think we're going to be talking about much more than the. The what's kids are telegraphic powers! We're not going to be talking about much more than what happened in. Kids isn't? are telegraphic powers! In the trailer. Kids <laughs> are telegraphic powers! They've got them the and they control things you with their mind. Now, uh, there is a point where someone with telekinetic powers yes. needs to make some money fairly quickly. Uh, things start going quite badly for them from now. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Now, I was thinking, if we had enough time, yes. how could we monetize telekinesis. telekinesis? How would I monetize telekinesis? Yeah. That's like, a good question. How, how strong is my telekinesis? Can well, I lift more than my body can lift? You're you're like the guy in the film. So, it's ridiculously so, powerful. Well... Uh, what was he doing? He was able to—he was able he to lift himself into the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could. So you could lift. He it. was able to get a whole bunch of Lego blocks. He and threw pile trucks them around. He did? He throw truck? Oh, <laughs> he, he did at the end, didn't he? Yeah, he picked a car off the ground and flew it next he, to him. He could certainly crush a car with his yeah, hands. So he's pretty strong. He worked great in a wrecking yard. <laughs> Just crunch. Yes. But he, and be, he'd be able to look all mournful at the camera. Like, I'm having a poo. Ah, crunch. Uh, and yeah, he was able. To, he was basically able to lift up a dump truck. Yes. So, therefore, I can Possibly become... Possibly no more than that. I could become... That's fine. I can become the world's most powerful weightlifter. Because I just woke up and go, and uh, for the gold medal, here comes Greg Robotham. He looks a bit pudgy and like a potato with attitude, but he seems to be lifting a 30-ton weight above <laughs> his head. <laughs> here we've won the gold medal again! And every time someone gets better than mm. you, you just want to show off. They'd go... There's a lot of money. In uh, There's a crap load of... But you wouldn't just do that. that means at, one the thing. at the Olympics, you're not supposed to earn any money. No, no, right? but you walk out and they go, we would love to be your sponsor, not- please. You go, yes. And you go, hi, I'm Greg Robotham. I'm lifting his weight with my hand. So basically you want please to be circus buy my freak. condoms. No, 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 it's just that one thing you do. And then, right. you could, then you could go off and you could say... you could um, Dentistry, obviously. Oh, you're talking about fine control as well. Well, well in the film... Even- I could fight crime! Sorry. <laughs> in the film... <laughs> He's able to take out a, a, a tooth. Now that takes a long time that, for a dentist. Yeah, to do. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Is like that... my brother. Are, we, keep it are we keeping a secret? We keeping secret, or are we have to just say, "Hi, I'm a telekinetic." No, no, no. no yeah, I'm telekinetic. He's the service oh. that I can provide. Oh, right. I can lift shit up and move shit, I was, shit around. I was actually, I was actually cheating then with the right. with the weightlifting. So we, yeah. if we're telling people, "Hello, I'm a telekinetic." They wouldn't be going, And now you've lifted with your body. So I was actually cheating. Yeah. So I'm not going to become a world Olympic. Okay, don't do that. Okay. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, so people know, then you could quite easily clear things out very very fast because it takes a long time to bring equi- oh, like a disaster no, disaster support so, yeah. so so for example something terrible and tragic that happened recently in New Zealand as in they had the earthquake mm-hmm. in Christchurch yep and everything fell down. Yeah, it was in question. It takes a long time to, to clean things and get yep. machines in, and because you've got to wait till it's safe enough to get in. If you could lift things above you and stop things falling on you, you'd be really powerful. You go, quick, merge your services. You can flick things out of the way and go, where are the humans? Mm. And lift That's things not, out of the way. Now, what you're forgetting, though, is that you put too much stress in it and you start to bleed from the nose, and like, there's only a certain amount of... Energy you can that's put true. into this. If these. I could lift a dump truck each time, though, that's more than, that's. I could probably lift a dump a, a truck dump faster truck than worth. a dump truck yeah. could get in there and do it. So I could go dump truck throw, that's dump truck throw, helpful. dump truck throw. And very selfless, too. Thank you. And then I'd demand a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, you could do that. You, you. You'd probably be turned into a. You think you've told people? That's what worries me. You've told people, which means you probably get put on a slab very quickly. No, no, no. They, 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 everyone's cool with it. Oh, everyone's cool with it. Everyone's oh. cool. Oh. And everyone's looking to offer you a job. I can so- launch things into space! Oh my goodness. Could you do that? Oh goodness Because, I mean they were able to lift That's themselves That's really but it, it. and a dump truck of stuff. You just you can go, okay, we need to get things into space, get enough oxygen, you don't need fuel, you don't need a rocket on the end of it. You just go you you, you put it ahead the head of you like Superman oh, because, and you and you go and launch and, and you, you launch it up. Not- you're yeah, out, you're not forcing against anything. You're just, you're just magically flying away from the Earth, pushing ah. against the Earth, like Magneto, I suppose, or however they did it. No, they were You can reverse gravity, which assuming that's what they're doing, or something like that, then you could then just go... No, 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 they're not reversing gravity, they're, they're I don't applying think, a force. They're applying a force from beneath. The oh, okay. force that's, I guess, given but to... But they could lift a body, and they could lift a car off the ground. He, he took the car from the ground to the top of a building with very little effort. Mm. So you could easily just build a car, and instead of having an engine, you have air and food, and you can go to the International Space Station, I will fly your astronauts International Space Station or at least go oh. launch them out of the atmosphere. You go, and you're out of here. And then they can switch on their jets and go, There's go a further. lot of money to be made There's, in that too. Space travel's really expensive. So they, if you can go, I will save you thousands of kilograms of fuel every time, thousands of millions of dollars in fuel, then that would be a massive saving for the... For oh, the, that's good. You go, <laughs> lob. Vroom, lob, or you can even do it more interesting. Instead of instead of flying through the air and pushing it like Superman, you could just go. Okay, we get a giant fulcrum uh, and, and a big, big lever, and you yeah. got a spaceship on one side, and I stand on the other side, and I go push down, and I go, yeah, yeah, and launch but, him into space. But all that ah! energy, like that, there's an enormous amount of energy to get yeah. him up into space, and that's the energy. Like you can't use that much energy because you'll get the nosebleeds. Good point. Well, I could fly a dump truck <laughs> into the upper atmosphere and drop it, and it would fall down, the gravity would pull it down. I, I imagine whee- driving <laughs> a dump truck up into space would be the kind of taking two big better blocks that are really easy to pick up mm-hmm. and then walking around with them for a couple of days... But maybe like we don't, you, we don't know. He didn't seem to have much effort lifting a car to the top of the now, building. Now he, it was very easy for them to overexert themselves, where they do a lot of effort, but then they get the nose They didn't re- uh, There was no feedback as to how, yes, yes, how yeah, damaged they would get until they sure. started to bleed. You do the it nose. small then. You, there are small things to put into space. You can go. You don't. Know, not everything has to be like a man-sized international space station. It could just be this small satellite. It's it's a it's a kilogram. Well, they didn't move they them. They never showed him moving stuff too far away from him. But you fly up with it. So he is lifting a man sized thing. No, no, he could. No, no, what I'm saying is it, not all satellites have to be a, a massive thing. you it's just satellites big as a house. Mm. You can just lift, you can lift a, lifting Sputnik, yourself. a Sputnik sized thing and you can lift it up next to you as you fly up with it. Mm, but yes. you still have to lift yourself. Uh, yes, you would be listening to yourself. Quite a long way. Like, there's an yes. enormous an- energy to escape. We don't, we don't we're don't, we not trying to, there's not, you're not firing yourself into space. They, they quite happily stood up there and flew around flight, playing football in the sky. Mm-hmm. And no point did they go, I'm really freaked out. They, I mean, until they, things almost happened to them. But, mm. but the actual flying around did not seem to, upset. they could go, they could rocket at amazing speeds. And no point did they go, I'm nose bleeding. That's true. So they can. I mean, why not rocket up? You're not, you're not trying to get the thrust. It's not thrust. It's, you could just stop and yeah. you go, I'm really tired. I'm going to hold myself up here for a bit longer maybe but you're still holding yourself up, I suppose, but you're not pushing against anyone, you're just waiting, and then you go up again. I don't know. But You is fall for a bit. Pardon? You fall for a bit. You, you, you could fall for a bit, but they didn't seem to have problems with flight. Mm. Now, a flight with a Sputnik, would that be any more hard? Probably any, not. Any, I'm just wondering whether hard. they would have been able to fly up into space because that's a long way. That's a lot further than it's, a was, couple of K above the ground. It's, they would probably die from lack of oxygen before they would die mm-hmm. from, from energy loss. So how are they going to get a satellite up where it needs to be? Because it needs to be going at the right speed too. But, they yeah, can't just the, take it up and let it go because it's just going to drop back down. If unless they say lob it sideways, anything that gets it from the gravity well of the ground, even if they, if you only go up five kilometres into the air, let's mm. say, and then activate, then they go, get out of the way, flying kid, we're activating the Ooh. rocket. You have saved five kilometres of fuel. Yeah. The hardest five kilometres of fuel of that. Oh, I like it. that. So you go, you've you still saved fuel. You've got to get out of the way. It's rotating and tumbling. There'd be a problem with that, but gyroscopes could probably keep yeah. it stable. And it goes. You've saved them five kilometres of fuel. And yeah. you, then lob yourself. You just fall to the ground and have a bit of sleep huh? and then land. But, and they, but they became more powerful. They started off by going, I can move they a did. peanut. They so did. in the end, they got more and more powerful. So maybe in the end, you're like lifting a Sputnik and then you're lifting something else that's bigger. And then you you're just move a the Earth farther uh, away <laughs> from <the> satellite. <laughs> that's right. And that's it, global warming. I'll stop global warming. I'll push the whole planet away from the sun. <laughs> ah! Sounds like a goodies plot. It, it sounds like a Futurama in my mind. Oh, right. Back it up from... The... Yeah, How I do... was thinking yes? oil well disaster, oil well cleanup. Oh, yes. Because uh, it's very hard to grab oil off the surface of the water. Yes. But if you were telekinetic, mm. you could kind of just use your force fields to scoop it more effectively back into a glob and then plump it back in. I see. As long as you can tell the difference between the water falling out, otherwise it's picking up a whole lot of water. Oh, but it's... It plays you, just, you just skim it off underneath. Yeah, yeah. You well, if you can't, even if you can't do that, if you can't break up water you just grab the whole surface see what you're saying and scoop And you get a lot of water that's fine you pick up as much as you can you then throw it in a bucket and the water will all leap out of the bucket but the the oil will stay there you can have uh, there'll be a physical process to separate oil from water and then that water can just go back in the soil and the oil yeah that's good i like that one Mm. and people go hooray you're you're (laughs) and very selfless dan yeah well that's lovely that's very good what else you could also uh, you, you make a good surgeon I would you be, uh, would you be a good lover? Oh, you, ah. you have to be. Well, I hope so. Or, or a very bad lover for a very short period of time. Uh, you know, you'd be, ah, oh, you've killed me. Ah, oh, sorry, you know. It feels like there's a fist inside yeah, me. Yeah, you have to be careful. Well, it's kind of like Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. If you've got powerful enough, in the end, people are firing bullets at you. They were a bit, but they were a bit crap though. If they didn't know it was coming, they couldn't stop yep. it. So you're not invulnerable. But you, you, you become very useful. I'm going to walk into that house where people are shooting guns, and they can't kill me with the gun. That's uh, unless they come up behind me, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you probably wouldn't want to put them in harm's way, but yeah, good for disarming people. Yeah. yeah. You just go, Well, also my, my crowd control. I hate to say, but you know, the fighting that is 99. <laughs> percent Oh, that's go, a good everyone idea. Everyone on the floor. Boom! And then suddenly you go, oh, and everyone's got like mm. a fifty. Or just, or just keep them back. Well, yeah, yeah. You well, don't need a whole bunch of people with riot shields. You just need one kid just going. <laughs> So you become a fascist. That's great. Uh, but you could also just say everyone... Hey, we're now, trying to make money here. Everyone's now got a to... 20-kilogram block on their, on their shoulders. Not not falling on them, but suddenly they go, oh, I'm really heavy, and you get pushed to the ground. And when mm. on your knees, kneel before Zod. Gallstones? Cool. <laughs> but then you want to destroy them inside the, inside the kidney, inside the gall, sorry, gallbladder. Normally they, feel, and they blow them up into little bits that can be passed through the urethra. Mm-hmm. So you want to drag them out of someone? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. wow. <Well, laughs> ah! like a like, fish. <laughs> Hear me out. Doctor gets on the ultrasound. Yes. You're looking at him. You've got an idea where they're, and you, and you can kind of feel him with your mind. Yes. And and you can wiggle them around on the ultrasound, and then you just, because you, you use a lot of energy. He was able to crush a car by yeah, thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, in a very it. small spot, So of you could, yeah, concentrate all that energy on a thing and just crush it to powder. Yes. And urinate out powder rather than chunks that. Maybe, cut up your it, dick maybe, hole. maybe. I, I would probably trust a surgeon who's been doing it for years, and some kid who's got yeah. the ability to crush things. The generating power would be one way of doing it. Free, technically free energy, as in you because you, you just got to spin a, a coil of wire inside a magnetic field, and you generate electrical power. That's what electrical power is. And so you just get, you just stands there and rotates the thing, like starts the rotates the, the metal wires. A really big. But you've, you've got to assume that the energy that they that they can put into the telekinesis. Or that you can put into the telekinesis yes. is your uh, your chemical energy from your body. But that doesn't even seem to work because the amount of energy, to lift, the joules required to lift a dump truck, when you're talking about, like, newtons of force. Like, it, mm, newtons, what if you're means, burning a lot of chemical energy to do that, though? But, but they didn't seem to be. They weren't eating bucket loads. Flight would cost... Lifting your own body off the ground and hurling it around... Kil- well, it's not magic. Out. This but, is the crypto I'm just, but So they have to eat a bucket load. So would it be more expensive to, to feed a human being who can now do this than it would be to rotate uh, a, a magnetic... Uh, at, uh, I mean, if, um, if you're going to do that, ju- just get a whole bunch of slaves on a treadmill. Well, that's do spot. the same thing. Yes, well, we could do that too. That could be possible. No, 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 no. That oh, was really? A, that oh, it wasn't. I thought it was next to- zoo. Slavery. No, 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 no. How do we enslave no, another no, race of people? No, 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 no. What else can we do? What else? Exciting things we we could do. They'd make a great mechanic, because it's really hard to get at some bolts. And nuts, oh, yeah. So, if you could just go and just because he does that with the Lego and stuff, mm. he just goes and makes these crazy st- sculptures really quite quickly. You get to a car and you just go and you take the whole thing apart, surface it in a couple of seconds, all back together. I think this is, what comes everything we've said here, everything I keep thinking of is. It's the speed at which you can do things, Mm -hmm. not the power you can apply. It's the fact that you don't have to have lots of infrastructure to do something. Mm -hmm. You can throw a spaceship into space or at least fly it to a certain height. You can go into a surgery and, and... such a multitasked individual. To me, you become a a strike force almost. They go, the government, I I would rather be on a retainer for the government, learn all these weird skills, and the government goes, Greg, we need you to come over here and do this thing. And and, and you go, cool, what am I doing? Okay, I'm, I'm picking up oil this time. Okay, we don't need to fly in a massive boat. We don't need to fly in, we just fly in me in an ultralight, and I, well, I'll just fly myself there, actually. And I, think I can fly. So I can go down right. to the, the Gulf of Mexico and scoop up all the oil, and I can get it started before this problem becomes a massive problem. I also can... The one I just thought of then is you could, you could um, redirect the, the oil... You just say all the oil that's gassing out. You can redirect the oil out as long as you get down there. I suppose could you maintain, maintain a force a, a, bubble yeah. around yourself to go? See, ooh that'd be interesting. Never, in they air. never showed that in no, the film. No, that that's the problem. We're going to a bit of level of yeah. Oh, we're saying our magic is too magical. Mm. But you could. We're re- using the film as a guide oh, okay, for okay. our science. Okay, sure. Uh, you could you could watch every human being with a camera. Just follow, throw cameras around everywhere, and follow everyone around <laughs> creepily. That's what he did. Yeah, that's true. He did I that. can't fault you for that b- bit of weird voyeurism. <laughs> but we can. Yes, I think it would be the they, fact that you would be um, a first strike kind of person. You'd be sent into places to get there fast. You could fly there quickly. I mean, at the end, one flew to Tibet. We don't know how long it took, but uh, oh, like, well, they talked about that. they said we can do it for the weekend. Let's fly to the Himalayas for the weekend. They make that when I mean, they were. All... Yeah, that's so true. So they can get across the, the entire planet or half the planet in, in a day you can be that's really fun i mean planes get places yep. faster but you can go crap we need someone in the gulf of mexico now instead of me going to the airport and messing around getting up i'll meet you there i'll fly in the air you catch up to me if you do and i'll just climb in the door and you can go faster i'll meet you know what i mean oh like, that would be an awkward bow. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
2: that's.
0: What, um you could quite easily yes that'd be a horrible thing to do you you, you could stop any plane Long as you knew it was coming, you just go. <gasps> Caltrops in the engines. Just, just a force. You just punch the through. That you just go. Hey, plane. Whom? Oh. Smash the canopy. Punch out the pilot. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing they can do to you. Yeah, yeah. Terrorist jets can start coming into your remaining yeah. skyscrapers, and you you're just like, go up there bup, and
2: just
0: go <clears throat> zap. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that you could you push them offside, damage them enough so they can't crash. But Once again, you're a strike force. That's yep. my. That's where I'd say to the government, I'll do whatever you need to do within reason, you know, within ethics and reason and, and morals, but I want, a, I want a retainer for doing this sort of thing. That's how I think it's the richest way to go. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> if you have superpowers and you're listening to this podcast work for the government this has been another segment from Smartest Way Better <laughs> there are many different genres in film sure are what's your favourite romantic comedy Fight Club Fight Club? yeah Fight Club's not a romantic comedy yes it is it's about how the narrator tries to win the girl no matter what how romantic is that? Well, I've never yeah, really thought about it like that, I guess. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right, what's your favourite sci-fi? Uh, Fight Club. Wait, what do you mean? Well, Project Mayhem, Space Monkeys. It's it's the start of the dystopian future. So Fight Club's your favourite romantic comedy and your favourite sci-fi? Yeah, it's an awesome movie. What's your favourite action film? Fight Club. Mm. Favourite feel-good comedy? Fight Club. Favourite foreign film? The Association de la Valence. Art House. Fight Club. Because they burnt the building in the shape of a smiley face with glowing eyes. Fantasy. Fight Club. It's all in his head. War film. Fight Club. Mm. Because Tyler Durden's starting an army. Documentary. Fight Club. It's how I want to live my life. Porno. Fight Club. They had pretty intense sex on the bed. Morality Tale. Fight Club. Because you always lose, even if you try to win. Sporting Film. Fight Club. What? Well, they they really showed you how to practice your swing when they're on paper lane. Smash. Black and white film. Buster Keaton's Club of Fighting. Mm. Children's film. Fight Club, because it shows kids how to stand up to themselves. Mm. Well, only one more on the list. Favorite all-time film. Thelma and Louise. What? I really like the part where Brad Pitt starts an illegal fight club. SHAME! Hooray! Says Dan, now he's deafened, I yelled, WALK SHAME! And I'm moving away from the microphone, whereas what I should be doing is moving away from the headphones. Ah, Dan, 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 Dan. You sound like a 1940s doo-wop song. <laughs> what? I, you, know, you know how everyone says that I am the, the least emotional one of us. I'm the, I'm the less human one. I'm the one who doesn't understand things like human concepts of love or happiness or hugging or, or music. That's you're, what they call you, Robot Greg. As they, they do. That's, and you're the musically inclined when you play little ukulele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the musical guy. Yeah. And, you, and I can't hear how Adele, oh, her voice or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. still can't hear that so, you know I know all the stuff I can't do but oh dan dan it's pointed out to me that you said that gusta you said they came from canada they don't dan they they come from boston oh they're a boston band and this is sent in by a listener by the name of david and he just said that it was that that not only were you wrong you're grossly inaccurate oh god but they're so nice <laughs> <laughs> So, Walk of Shame, Dan, Guster are from Boston. Oh. What about the Mighty Mighty Bostones? I, I don't know. Are they from... Are they from Boston? I, I don't, Is I, that why they're called the Bostones? I, I don't know. I don't know every band from Boston. That's not... Uh, oh, grossly inaccurate. <laughs> well, I'm not the only one who has to go on a Walk of Shame. Oh, really? No. Really, really. really? Who else would that no. be? Because no one no. else in the room, Dan. I don't see who else you're talking about. I'll tell you who has to go on a Walk of Shame. <laughs> Yes. And it's you, mother. Oh. <laughs> My mother! How dare you, sir? Your yeah, mother! Yeah, no, your mother! Oh, your My mother! mother. <laughs> because apparently, you said in a couple of podcasts ago, you said that uh, when you were thirty, your mother <laughs> said that she wanted a ninety-trimester abortion. Now, and y- you yes. went, and you went, oh, and you went, oh, wait a second. That means mm. you know what that means? Was it, it means that you, she would have had an, uh, aborted you mm-hmm. at like age twenty-two and a half? Oh, I see. Because a trimester is three months, and there are four, four trimesters, trimesters per oh. year. And, uh, which means that when you were 30, there would be? Uh, 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 120. Wrong. Wrong, no, plus because the three, three, three before, before that. before that. 123 trimesters. Yeah. Right. 123. So you would have just been entering your 124th trimester. Right. Oh, my poor mother had been called out on national, no, international yeah. yeah. podcast. Greg's mum, you can suck a dick. <laughs> Dude. Oh, and for the next Walk of Shame, we've got a very special guest, Mr. Kevin Lowe bioethicist and philosopher from the University of Queensland. On a previous episode of this podcast,
4: Dave Harris, a physicist, was explaining the concept of three sigma evidence for a scientific claim, and made the incorrect statement that if you've got three sigma evidence that this means that there is a 999 in 1,000 chance that your hypothesis is true. And this is wrong, and it's a very common mistake. I do suspect he knows better, and that it just slipped out, but this is a mistake found all too frequently in the published scientific literature. What he actually should have said was that a three sigma level of confidence means that in In a universe where the hypothesis was false, there is only a one in 1,000 chance that you would see a data spread like that. Isn't that the same thing? No, not at all. For example, imagine I had a hypothesis that I could wave a fluffy toy at your computer and influence a random number generator on that computer to produce higher numbers. Okay. And so you generate 1,000 numbers on your computer. Yes. You second run generate another 1,000 while I wave the fluffy toy at it and then you do data analysis on the data afterwards, and it turns out that in a universe where the Fluffy Toy did nothing, there's only a 1 in 1,000 chance that you would see that data spread. Now, does that mean there is a 999 in 1,000 chance that my Fluffy Toy can influence your random number generator?
0: Oh, no. Oh! Oh. It's gone wrong. I say, yes, it's backwards. It is backwards. Right, Okay. There we go. So, sorry, David, but um, you've been called out. Fight, fight. Fight! 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 Philosophy versus physics—it's on. I think the physics are going to sort of are going to have a little bit more brute force there. We They've have got guns. <laughs> we have guns. The laws of motion are ours, ladies. <laughs> Most of the time, Dan, when I'm picking songs, yep. being the least musical one of the two us, I, I, I look for modern stuff or new stuff or someone's sort of written on the YouTube or on the YouTubes uh, or, <laughs> or, or you know, that sort of thing. I've heard it's a set of tubes. <laughs> and in, 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 yes, something like that. The, uh, I don't even understand that joke. That's, that's a meme. <laughs> so old. Did I don't that, even get that meme. When looking for songs, I don't look for the, the latest thing and or interesting things. But... I was in the car, just driving down the road. I happened to turn to Old People Radio mm-hmm. uh, and and listen to the news, and I heard a song, and it's an old song. But I went, oh, oh, "This is perfect! This, oh, is it? It's the perfect sciency-based song that <laughs> I wouldn't no, even I thought that. of ever." What well, from the past? From the from a the, long nothing time. Nothing of value from the past. From the eighties. If, if there was valuable stuff from the past, then history would be interesting. Nothing good came from the 80s. I'm just going to say that. Mm. Nothing good came from the 80s. But this song came from the 80s, and it's quite good, and it's science based. Some of you may have heard of it before. <laughs>
2: And the sun was beating on the soldiers by the side of the road. There was a bright light, a shattering of shop windows. The bomb in the baby carriers was wired to the radio. These are the days of miracle and wonder. This is the long distance call. The way the camera follows us in slow-mo. The way we look to us all. that swept across the desert and curled into the circle of blue, and the dead sand falling on the children the mothers and the fathers and the automatic earth these are the days of miracle and wonder this is the long distance call the way the camera follows us snowballs. the way we look to us all oh, yeah. the way we distant consternation that's dying in a corner of the sky These are the days of miracle and wonder and don't cry, baby, don't cry, don't cry It's a turnaround, jump shot. It's everybody, jump It's every generation, throws a hero up the pop charts. Medicine is magical, and magical is art. Think of the boy in the bubble, and the baby with the babbling heart. And I believe these are days. Lasers in the jungle, lasers in the jungle somewhere. Staccato signals of constant information, a loose affiliation of millionaires and billionaires and baby. These are the days of miracle and wonder This is the long distance call The way the camera follows us in slow The way we look to a soft, oh yeah The way we look to a distant constellation That's dying in a corner of the sky These are the days of miracle and wonder And don't cry, baby, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry.
0: So that, of course, was Paul Simon's boy in the bubble. The amazing musician, Paul Simon. Amazing, that's right. Better than that girl who sings about what day it is. I'm an old person. (laughs) I'm angry about things. My, My dad is completely addicted to Paul Simon. I can understand. Like, I was quite young when that came out. I was, mm. I was alive, I must admit. I, I think it was 80, it came out in 86. I, my father played it. It was something that I think is he, passed from father to son a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so that was from the Graceland album. And, and back, and I heard this album all the time, mm. that boy in the bubble. And it's strange I have not heard it for years and years and years and years. And it was just in the, in the car, suddenly it was on. I went, oh, this is, this is exactly what this is about. An age of miracle and wonder. It's all about science. This is a long distance call. It's all about science. You staccato signals of constant information, lasers in the jungle boy of the bubble baby with a baboon heart and, and it's a good thing as he's trying to say don't cry baby it's an age of miracle and wonder it's, just, it's, a, it's a really really good song, yeah, yeah, yeah. pro science pro song. science it's, 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 and it's, it's I just was really excited when I realized all these years later oh my goodness is, he's talking about the stuff I talk about. I came back from my overseas trip, and I was talking to my dad. I went, oh, I went to uh, Minneapolis. He goes, yeah. And I go, yeah. And uh, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel got together and did a, a very small string of concerts again. Good Lord. Like, together. And he goes, what? He goes, yeah, yeah. And I was in the same city as them. He goes, yeah? And, uh, yeah, and I went and watched the bare Naked Ladies perform. <laughs> he was upset. <laughs> he's very upset. Do the bare Naked Ladies do science songs? Oh, yeah. Do they? Yeah, they do the they do the theme song to the Big Bang Theory. Do they really? Yeah, that's them. Oh, there you go. Well we won't be using that one a new week, we've already discussed it. No. no, no. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> they don't need our money. No, that's Paul Simon. No, I don't think Paul Simon needs our money. There you go. He went to he traveled to Africa <laughs> and spent an enormous amount of time in Africa. Mm, that was the Graceland album. Yep. Mm. And came back with all his new musicality. Yes. I don't know if he, he was the one who, I think he, that was here. He went and learned that, but other people were doing it. Like Sting did a very similar oh, yeah. thing, and up yep. in South America, and the yep. people doing it in different yep. places. Jim Cregan from the Ben Ladies did that as they, well. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was the time, it was that sort of, whether you call it cultural plundering or cultural spotlighting, I don't know what, how you want to put it, but some people think it's a bad thing, some people say it's a positive mm. thing, so It all depends how you want to look at it. But yes, there was a, a, a feeling in the late 20th century of going and looking at other people's cultures and music and, and adding it in a positive way. You know, else would be a positive way to live our lives. How's that? It's there's people a. to go onto iTunes and rate our podcast a big fat five. Oh, yeah, that'd and be great. And write us a little little review. That review could just be awesome, or they make me laugh, or, or... Lasers in the jungle. Lasers in the jungle. Staccato signals. More magnets. More magnets. We don't care what you say, but but rate us rate us lovely and high. We'd love that. Please, it does help us. People might want to, oh, God, they're asking us to do this again. It does actually help us, because it, it mm. makes it appear higher on iTunes. Yep. And even if people who have done it in the past, thank you very much. We need more people to do it so that it doesn't get forgotten, ITunes goes, oh, you're not important because you're not being seen. Mm. As Wikipedia we said... We are important, though. We are. We were nominated. We didn't win. No. We had Pod Delusion once. Well done, Pod Delusion. Well done. Good job, the Guy. UK Skeptic Magazine Award podcast, best podcast, Pod Delusion. Everyone should go and look at Pod Delusion, put a link in the show notes. Yep. And everyone from Pod Delusion should follow us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they wouldn't be able to hear that because no. they're not listening to podcasts. No. Strange. Right. But... Go to iTunes, rate us, tell your friends about us. If we've done something wrong, get on to greg at smartenough.org or dan at smartenough.org and we'll know that you're angry about stuff or happy about stuff. If you have something you really want us to talk about, get into contact with us as well. I've got some person who wants us to talk about toxic plasmosis, the the cat madness disease. So there's also weird stuff. So we're always interested in people's ideas. If If you you want to have a big uh, barney with people, jump into the forums. There's a link on the website. Some Some of our forum members are really Easy to rile up, so you just oh, have to yeah, say yeah. a couple of things and boom, huge fight. It's yeah, awesome. yeah, get into it. <laughs> so come on back in two weeks' time for twenty-three point five. We'll have more excitement, more ignorance, more comedy, and more science. Smart enough, no better, better than silence.
1: Paint's gonna come down from the roof or something now. <laughs> <gonna> say, we let <laughs> like know. Yeah, like water. water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We don't like to touch our guests inappropriately anymore. We've had a few uh, injunctions and super injunctions. (laughs) We can't even mention the injunctions we've had. You just did. Oh, (laughs) now we have to have a super, super injunction. We're not even allowed to think about that (laughs) one. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, he's down there at 4XX. (laughs) 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 I know it's Queensland. No, I was just removing the letters. (laughs) Right, <laughs> I say, and replace them with X's. Yes. <laughs> Once again, it's pointed <laughs> out by <laughs> Philip Escoffi. Dan will stitch you up at every opportunity. <laughs> just, I think we should get that clip of Philip saying that. And every time we say, and a guest star says something vaguely interesting, we just have to Philip, as Philip says, Philip Oscopy says, your editor will stitch you up at every opportunity. Just <laughs> <laughs> drop, drop it in there but don't they don't those require kings or god kings or something emperors they require emperors yeah, do it. emperors yeah. yeah that would be, that'd be it. Yeah. yes you know something like that <laughs> <laughs> so what are you been up to science wise what <laughs> too personal? What? That was too personal a question? I don't know what, what, you're, what, what you're asking. No, look, look, I mean, this is just the intro. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to make us seem like more like human beings. <laughs> sorry, did I not program you first? I'm sorry, I, I don't... So what are we doing science-wise? I... Didn't, you've got a thing, you've got a wand. Let me rephrase that. <laughs>